Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. The gamers advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 13 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. I've been playing Dead Space. Are we at that part yet? <laughs> we are. How is you liking it so far? <laughs> are we going to jump right in? No, no, we're not. You suck. Anyway, welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Gamer's Advocate. Hope you guys had a great week and everything was just... All hunky-dory, as they say. <laughs> how have you been, Bill? Oh, not too bad. I've been learning uh, how kind and warm-hearted people on the Internet can be. <laughs> Especially when they love your material. Hi oh, my gosh. Yeah, like we talked about last week, <laughs> Bill got one of his articles onto IGN, and the floodgates of hell opened, as they say. <laughs> oh, yeah. The newest one is uh, now I'm being accused of being a writer for IGN, and I got paid for my opinions, which is it's very flattering, but uh, none <laughs> of that's be, true. That would be nice. Yeah, I've never received a penny, so um, if I'm working there, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah, but that's that's the point of the, or not the point of the internet, but that happens when you oh, put yeah. yourself out there. People just love to bash. Well, Bill, you, got, you got paid in, like, hate dollars? How does, <laughs> yeah. how does that feel? Uh, then I'm a millionaire. Um, you, know what, you know what I say to all those people out there, though? Let's see them get an article on IGN. Bravo, sir. It it is what it is, and 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 I've had a lot of support too. Which the killer thing is again that people just assume way too much from from one article. It, it was just an opinion. It was how I was feeling at the time. I I was frustrated with the Vita. Got rid of it. And that's cool. I mean, we we went over it. You know, we appreciate Bill's opinion, and he gave pretty good evidence as to why. You know, he did what he did, and you know it's fine. But uh, moving on to something we can all enjoy. Dead Space 3. Hello. You guys been playing it out there? Yeah, when I would Anybody? do <laughs> we played. We played to. Me and Bill played for like uh, 10 minutes, and then I had to move my Xbox because of uh, certain people kicked me off the TV, and then I had to I had to move upstairs, and I, I played some more. It's a really great game. I actually got um, some video capture for it, and I know we'll probably be posting it up on the web uh, eventually. Nice. Um, I actually got 45 minutes. I kind of went... Maybe overboard. You get a you get a huge free view preview, as we say. But uh, it was really awesome, and uh, I enjoyed the game. I don't know why IGN kind of gave it a lower score, uh, but Game Informer gave it gave it a really high one. I don't. I didn't look into the actual uh, articles themselves. I just kind of heard about it, and uh, I I think it's it's worth a, a nine. Really? Uh, I would say yeah. It's I, a great game. I'm already like ten hours into it. I, see, I'm not as far into it. And I would go somewhere kind of in the middle. I would say maybe like 8.3, 8.4 range, from my opinion, because again, I, you know, kind of go back to what we've talked about with the Resident Evil, and it's don't get me wrong, it's a million times better than Resident Evil Six. That that oh, that's so bummer. Um, sorry, but uh, I I see it leaning more towards the action part, but it's really done well. It's, in fact, it's done a lot better than Resident Evil did, to be honest. I mean, I know that they always talk about how Call of Duty has some of the best set pieces, but I don't think they can touch some of Dead Spaces. Like in, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. That's it, it's like it's scary uh, at some parts, but it's also like epic. 
It's yeah. Like a, it's like a big adventure. And I like, honestly, I like a mixture of both now. I played a little of the first, and it was like super creepy, super scary, dark and dingy monsters, you know, coming at you, you don't know where. It still has some of those elements. Oh, there was a few times. All the time. There's but, a few times, especially early on when you're trying to get away. Yeah. Um, and you go into some of those dark areas. Right. Yeah, it's... It's, it's still got the Dead Space feel, but they put in uh, more and better stuff, I think. Yeah, and they seem, to, they seem to be a lot fa- faster, the Necromorphs. And, like, I don't know. I've played the first two, and I haven't played too much of Dead Space 3 yet, unfortunately. But it's from what I could tell, the beginning felt a lot different than old Dead Space games. It wasn't a bad thing, but it just felt a lot different. And, it, I mean, you could tell they're going more towards the action-y, but it really does still feel like a Dead Space game where, like we said, Resident Evil 6 did not feel like a Resident Evil game. No, it's it's if I had to compare the two as far as how polished controls everything even graphics I mean it's miles ahead and what I've played of it the fun factor I'd give it a nine where I would just kind of dock a little bit because I I just kind of got the feeling I'm going to miss some of what I would really want it to be but you know maybe once I play it more I'll kind of forget about what I wanted it to be and just be able to completely appreciate just for what it is you got to play the old ones I'm telling you. I played the first one. Not well, all of it, but I didn't finish it. I went into it kind of knowing it was Dead Space, but with no preconceived notions and whatnot. And I know it starts kind of strange. You're in like a, I'll give away, I mean, an urban an urban environment, kind of, sort of. You mean after, the ghetto? Well, <laughs> after you initially go through the one part, I don't want to I don't want to give it all away because it's a great game. And it really, I think it flows really well. Once you get about four or five hours in, you're, you're going to be hooked, I think. Cool, yeah, cool. I, I, I trust you on that. I I usually trust your opinion on games, and like I said, I haven't had as much time to spend with it yet. Yeah, because as you can tell, these guys are tough critics sometimes. Been answering, <laughs> I've been answering all my uh, fan mail. Yeah, really. So I've, I guess one thing that I'm kind of, because I haven't experienced it yet, and I know since you've been playing for a long time, how do the horrified or horrifying microtransactions play into it? Have you noticed any problems, any hindrance or grinding? Or advantage. Honestly, um, I did pre-order it, so I got the pre-order bonuses. And then after that, uh, it'd be nice to have some more bots and maybe some more weapons and stuff like that. But I looked at what the microtransactions were, and I'm like, meh, I don't care. But do you feel like you're getting resources at a... A good at a good rate, and you don't feel cheated or like you have to go back and repeat things over and over yeah, again. Yeah, you don't you don't feel like you're getting screwed because you done didn't buy them, do you? Well, no, I I didn't at all, and I don't plan on it. I I think I'm doing just fine. I can make plenty of weapons right now, and I'm ten hours in. I didn't do all the side missions. I did a couple side missions. You can get uh, a ton more chests and ammo, and in some of the even just flying around uh, things when you're out there in the dead space. Dun dun dun! Um, <laughs> you uh, you can get like chests and more items and uh, and stuff like that if you just do some exploring uh, in there. So it is it is a crawler where it's linear, but there's also parts where it feels more like a like a sandbox. And I think it cuts up the monotony of just you know running around through dark chasms or hallways or uh, space stations and stuff like that. I, I think it's just just really well done, actually. Yeah, I guess I would. Imagine a lot of people, if they did just do that again, would be like, oh, it's just the same thing again. So, I mean, you can't blame them for taking it a different direction. Yeah, and I guess just to kind of wrap up our Dead Space talk, um, so 10 hours in, obviously you like it. Does it feel like you are wrapping it up, or do you think there's still a lot more in the game? Like, do you think there's... Where, where, I mean, I know you can't really tell, but where do you feel you are in the story? I feel like um, I'm getting... 
towards the end, maybe. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I wish it'd go on for another you know fifty hours or something. I know I skip side missions. I want to go back to those chapters and play it. After I play through the game, I want to do the play plus, so you can keep yeah. all your stuff and do it again and get more items and weapons and kind of. I haven't done it solo yet. I've done it all co-op because uh, I really enjoy the the co-op and it's kind of more fun with a buddy. I yeah, think that's a cool cool addition. I had fun all four minutes. We got to do that. Yeah, I know <laughs> co-op co-op and it actually it's less scary with a co-op because you always got a buddy. You yeah. know, buddy system. Yeah. And if you want more scary, do it by yourself and you will get destroyed and scared and they'll be coming at you from every direction. Nice. If you really want that, so have at it. And also one thing to note is that. I mean, I know people will like to play it single player, and it's that's how I like playing those games because I like the isolation and stuff. But there are some missions that are required that you do co-op to see everything that like take place. With Carver gets influenced by the marker, which is this you know thing that's causing all these monsters to arise. So you have to do co-op to see the full game. But you can, I mean, you can complete the game. But there's some extra side stuff for the co-op. And the co-op fits really well because. They designed the game kind of around it, so it is it is an important feature. If you do want to go solo, you can make it, but anyways, you can get in shuttles. You, one guy does one thing while the other guy does another. You can distract a, a boss in a boss fight or distract enemies while you're crawling around. I mean, I, I like it. I really like co-op stuff, and, you know, that that's me, though. Cool. Awesome. So, yeah, looks like it's another great entry in that franchise and yeah a little different and they they obviously they're going for that more action adventure but it looks like they're keeping their identity so you guys been playing anything else or doing anything else of note yeah i uh i did uh get a national championship win in one of my online dynasties in football that was kind of cool when do you get your ring uh i don't they don't do rings in college football there sparky did you did you win as the browns no it's college football once again oh <laughs> so i know uh yeah that's another thing i got uh from uh, my article is, uh, I must be dumb because I all I play is sports games, which is not true, but I absolutely love every sports game I do play. But I no, it was a blast. I love playing with the guys I play with, and uh, I had a good time. also watched the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek, the uh, first one again, and even that Captain Kirk is better than Picard, so. <laughs> oh, zinger. The deep burn. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, unfortunately, I have been all over the place and have not been able to play that many things. I mean, I didn't even get... I bought Dead Space on Tuesday and I played it for the first time yesterday. So it's it was kind of a shame. And I was... Re- I couldn't even get to play any Nino Poopy Cooney Blooby Potato Head thing. So, unfortunately... <laughs> so, unfortunately, I, it's been kind of a slow week, but I hope to make it up more this week. But, well, you uh, were out of town a lot of the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Did so, you take your Vita? I did. Did you play anything on that? I actually got my brother... In on the Vita. I have an eight-year-old brother. His name's Jordan. He's like a huge Nintendo and Mario fan, and he started playing the Vita. He was playing uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, and it just reminded him of Smash Brothers, and he loved it. And actually, kind of funny, he was playing Jetpack Joyride on the Vita. And yeah. I was like, you could play that on your phone. He was like, eh, oh well. He liked it with the buttons. Nice. <laughs> no, so it was, it was fun. It was always good. We played some Wii U and all that stuff, but, you know. All that wonderful stuff. But let's talk about some news. Let's go into some discussions because it was a big week. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened. And obviously last week was the DICE convention, which <clears throat> there aren't really any too many giant announcements, but you still get to hear from the top minds of the industry, talk about where they think that, yeah, the industry is going, what ideas they have, what philosophies they have, and kind of get a behind-the-scenes look. And one very interesting topic that came out was a talk with Genova Chen, who is a part of that game company that made Journey. 
And they revealed that originally the game was called Utopia. It had four players. There was a push mechanic, kind of like a force push, and he said that it sucked. <laughs> well, at least he know he did, and uh, apparently he made the proper fixes because that's a that's a good game right there. Well, I'm glad they made the changes they did because yeah, Journey ended up really really awesome. Loved yeah, it. Because after all the play testing, they realized that first of all, online people are jerks, and <laughs> that's that's why they went more of a uh, no way. Of, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> kind of like a presence that you can't really tell who you're playing with or interact all that much, but you still can act, play together and then go on and do your own thing. And they actually went to Sony and asked for another year, and look, I mean, it won, it's been winning Game of the Year awards, people have been talking about it for for all kinds of accolades and things like that, so it's just been, it was a good choice, I think. Well, sounds like it. Plus, the bon- the real bonus is you don't have to hear a 12-year-old screaming in your ear about God knows what in the background. Like, when, <laughs> what happens when you play Halo sometimes? Oh, I can't even do it with the head- yeah. headset on anymore. Like, I feel like if that if Journey, you were able to talk with your partner or do anything like that, it would have ruined the game. I mean, no. not ruined, it probably it would have, actually. It would have taken a lot away. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you might be able to play with your friends and do stuff like that. But if you didn't have played with random people and just, I don't know, I think it was perfect for what it was. Yeah, silent communication, I think, brings a lot uh, to the game. And you can do that in any game. I know uh, in Dead Space, uh, when I'm playing co-op with just random people online, I don't have the headset on. And, you know, he just pokes at stuff with his with his flashlight on his gun. Or, you know, we kind of shoot things to kind of uh, talk to each other without really talking to each other. And I think that's fine. Cause yeah, I think it's kind of cool. makes you be more creative. <laughs> yeah. So you really... You, you, Play that without a headset at all? Yeah, I play without a headset See, totally. I got a different strategy. If I play with somebody I don't know, I give it a chance with the headset, and if they're act like you know an adult or you know someone that's got some sense, I'll have a blast and get to know them, and everything's cool. If they don't, nope, headset's gone immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Take away your privileges. <laughs> so some other cool news that came out of Dice is the big like opening. Um, talk was put on by J.J. Abrams of like a million fames <laughs> I mean, Star Trek he just announced he's going to be director of Star Wars Lost all this stuff and Gabe Newell the CEO of Valve and of Steam and all those and they announced that they would be partnering up for either movies which could mean a Half-Life or Portal movie yes put them both together or a game which could be like J.J. Abrams said he has some ideas and I'm hoping for Lost Half-Life Edition <laughs> or the other way around <laughs> nice yeah, I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I know J.J. Abrams can make a... Who? Huh? <laughs> Who is that? To the, J.J. Ba- Abrams. Stutter? Hello. Like, hey, I know that J.J. Abrams. What I just said was potato. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be really good uh, for movies and games either way. Uh, hopefully it's not going to be like War of the Worlds. I think War of the Worlds felt like a Half-Life. Uh, I don't know. You remember that with Tom Cruise? Yeah, or like with the big, I don't know, towering Yeah, they kind of had the same-looking enemies. It was kind of interesting. And also, um, have you ever seen the movie Cube? That could be like Portal. Portal-esque. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. But well, i got lots of things in it. Especially, I've, like I said, watching Star Trek again. Yeah. Although they should have subtitled it, watch Captain Kirk get his ass kicked for two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one person get punched more in a movie than that guy. Yeah, why can't he fight better like Picard? Hello. Uh, it's it's cool because because you can see J.J. Abrams. I mean, he took Star Trek. He's take he. I mean, Star Trek. The new movies are, I think, incredible. Like they're really well done. Loved it. Like he knows how to take an IP and a sci-fi one at that and just make it into something great. So I think these two worlds would meld very nicely. No or Jar Jar or not. Yeah, <laughs> there's not going to be a Jar Jar. <laughs> that would be sad. The only way, unless you put a Jar Jar and like, and you see him like in the first scene, and you're like, uh oh, and he just gets shot in the head. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just glad George Lucas doesn't have the final say on Star Wars anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'll probably get a ton of hate for that, but I don't no, think so. I think I don't a lot think of people so. agree with you. I think you're. I think you're going to get marriage proposals out of that. <laughs> George, yeah, Georgie's high, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, but speaking of a lot of Star Wars news, there was actually a lot of Star Wars related news that not necessarily is related to J.J. Abrams and the movies he is creating. There's actually been a rumor that there's going to be some spin-off movies. That obviously Lucas or Disney buying Lucas Arts is they're going to try and milk that cow as much as they can. And there might be a movie focusing on a young Han Solo or a movie focusing on a young Boba Fett. Which could be kind of cool. I mean, those are really interesting characters, and if done well, I mean, I really like. That's the thing. With it's such a deep universe and such a great universe. If they do it well, it's incredible. But obviously, as you saw with some Jar Jar Binks influences and some other things, it can be ruined. I think um, a young Han Solo would be good. I'm not sure about the Boba Fett because we kind of got a taste uh, of his younger days with his son. Uh, in the in the new Star Wars movies that they made, and that that wasn't really good. Actually, George Lucas though. Yeah, it was George Lucas, but still, I don't know. I don't know if I want to rehash old taters, as I say, or potatoes. <laughs> yeah, so it, but it's it's exciting to see that they're going to take risks and they're going to put out more games. And really, another thing that's exciting is yeah, the MMO, the older public, just came out and stuff like that. But the, in the game front, <coughs> Star Wars has been kind of left behind. I mean, the Force Unleashed for PS3. I thought it was a really, really good game. Then Force Unleashed 2 just kind of was not. But that's another story. And there just hasn't been any games. Like, I would love to go back to the Knights of the Old Republic games. And Obsidian might be wanting to make my wish come true. Because it was revealed that the Obsidian CEO, Fergus Urquhart, sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, <laughs> yeah, uh, went to Disney and LucasArts and is pitching a new Star Wars RPG game. And this is a quote directly from him saying that it's not going to be in the Knights of the Old Republic time period, probably due to the fact that the MMORPG isn't doing that great, but oh well. But it might be between Episodes 3 and 4, where the Jedi are being purged and the M- Emperor Palpatine is further securing his empire, which, if done well, like I said, I mean, Knights of the Republic 1 and 2, I thought were just incredible, incredible games. Yep. I mean, I love totally those agree. games, and it's Bioware, like obviously Mass Effect and all those games, so you know those people know how to make good games, and... If this is done well, and if this is true, and it actually takes flight, oh my god! Especially on next gen consoles, I mean, oh my god! Uh, I would love to it'd see be it. incredible. I mean, I think it'd be tough to pull off. I'm sure they might be able to do it, but I mean, okay, here's a game. Hey, do you want to be a purged Jedi? Well, get on this side and see what happens. Unless you're like, it's going to be a total like dark side uh, side of the game where you're hunting down Jedi. No, I mean, but I no, know. but I mean, it'd be cool if you're like. I mean, the Jedi were being destroyed at that time, and what if you had, like, a rebellion and a whole group of people and you're trying to save colonies and trying to save families and friends while Sith are chasing you and trying to destroy that whole thing, and you get to tell your own story of traveling to all these planets and trying to save stuff, but, you know, in the end, it's futile, so it could be, I don't know, kind of like Halo Reach, was it? Where, like, every character died at the end (laughs) that you know it's coming, so it could be kind of a tragic tale, but if done well, I think it could be a really cool story. I honestly didn't know in Halo Reach that they were all going to die like that, so I get it made it better. But knowing going into this game that you are basically doomed, they all uh, died. I don't what Halo Reach they all died. I think so. Or one of the, yeah, I think it was Halo Reach. Or what was the other one? Yeah, Halo no, it Reach. Was. And, no, it yeah. was. It was, it was, it was, just, it was yeah, I mean, that's not a spoiler. That was kind of that's that's been known. It's, yeah, it's the whole it's, story. It but. was it it was known going into the game, really. Yeah, exactly. So except, except for by Jack. Yeah, <laughs> Jack's not uh, smart. I was high at the time. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Uh, so, that, that's if there's not obviously once again very much news, but that the CEO is coming out and saying that, and since Disney just 
purchased LucasArts and that they're making this push in movies, why not take the stab in games? And do that? especially Obsidian, makers of Knights of the Republic, that was a hugely successful game and loved by millions of people around the world. I think it's it would be perfect, and I mean, I would love it so much. Another way that people are supporting Star Wars is in our awesome section of the day. <laughs> people have decided, after they went to the White House and asked for someone to build a Death Star. Do you know more of that story? Because I, I didn't look up that story. I forgot. But I just remember hearing that they went to the government <laughs> for, like, Death Star funding. I mean, it's kind of that. funny, but total waste of time. Yeah. I mean, like, like really? Like, why would they do that? But, but as, as we talked about, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard Kickstarter, where people can have projects, and then you can fund them, and then you, you can back them, and you get different perks, and you can help things get made that aren't wouldn't usually be made. Music, albums, games, anything like that. So... Some people decided, hey, the government won't do it. Let's take it to Kickstarter. So they decided to fu- to fund or to start a Kickstarter for the Death Star with a goal of $20 million. And lo and behold, they already have over 1,000 backers, and they're up to $364,000. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't know if this is like some kind of joke that started because I know initially there was a Star Wars missile defense system that the government was working on. Back in the day, I think it was codenamed Star Wars. Yeah, so, uh, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know if this was part of the joke again. I mean, like I said, I haven't looked in the article either, but uh, it's no, pretty funny that people are actually like backing like dollar bills. But the even, even funnier is like pretty soon after that, uh, another Kickstarter started for building X-Wings yes. <laughs> to, to combat the inevitable Death Star building. So, and that was at 117000 So, I mean... Obviously, these fundings are probably never going to be reached, but it'd be kind of funny if they did. Like, what Next, would happen? I'm just waiting until we get petitions to, you know, uh, consider Ewoks a protected species. And I don't, I don't know how you build a Death Star for twenty million, but I'd like to see them try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be well. I think it's like a tiered level. Like, if they, sure, that's a globe. You no, know, I think I, I was reading. I was re- painting that globe black. Yeah. I was reading the Kickstarter, and when you hit the twenty million, it's like you get. <laughs> they'll do blueprints and they'll do all these other preparation things and then, and then the next level is like 50 billion or trillion or something and then that's when they actually start building it and I think and I think people who uh, who back enough money will get their name etched on the the Death Star that comes in the future oh my gosh this is so, so ridiculous what, what's going to happen 20 million they'll build a Death Star in Minecraft <laughs> yeah, and right. then you, you'll get it out of blocks I was thinking Legos but Minecraft even better yeah, even better I, I just I had to bring that to your guys attention because it's just it's awesome you can go check it it's got 48 days left so if you got some friends and you want to work on a Death Star one day yes. you go for it who wouldn't or if you want to live your dreams and be Luke Skywalker and blow it up Support the X-Wings. This will, yeah, this will probably never come to fruition, of course, but if you say, you say, hey, I supported making of X-Wings, people didn't like my idea, but here's proof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's awesome. That's enough of our Star Wars news. I think there was some, some good stuff in there, though. But to go, since we were talking about Knights of the Republic, BioWare, the company who yeah published that game and made, helped make the Knights of the Republic games, came out and talked a little bit about the next Mass Effect. No, no hard details, but they mentioned that calling Mass Effect 4... Mass Effect 4 is a disservice to the franchise. Wait, you just called it Mass Effect 4. <laughs> I'm saying calling it that is the wrong part. <laughs> we'll you just did a disservice to your favorite game. Good job. Good job, Adam. We'll call, we'll call Mass Effect 4 
The Mass Effect, which can't be named. <laughs> which is the Mass Effectening. <laughs> yes. the, mass so, so the reason that they came out and said this was because... Mass Effectomy. They, they, they've stated this before, is that ma- the end of Mass Effect 3 was the end of the journey of Commander Shepard. That story is done, it's told, it's, it's finished. Now, they obviously are going to come back to the series because it sells a whole lot of copies and it's an incredible game. But they're done with Shepard. So that, uh, calling it Mass Effect 4 think, will make people think that it's a continuation or it's kind of leading up to or after that story and will deal with the implications of what Shepard did. But that's not the case. They're going to tell a story that m- may be in the future, maybe in the past, maybe parallel. I mean, you never know, but it's going to be kind of an, a standalone experience. And they said that your choices and some things that you did in those games will affect it. But this is not Shepard's tale. This is a new take in the Mass Effect series, which, you know what? I, I love Shepard. I love those characters, and I do hope there's some, like, guest starring or, or cameos. But it'd be cool to see. There's a lot of stories to tell in that series, just like Star Wars. I mean, I wouldn't even mind a Mass Effect four. I don't care that they said it was done. Let's just do it. You know, if you know about the controversial ending in Mass Effect three, then you'll kind of want a Mass Effect four if you know all the details. So, you know, I don't know what they're gonna call it, like Mass Effect or. Uh, affect my mass. I don't, you know, whatever. But I, I hope. Hopefully, it's good. Hopefully, it's fresh and new. And I can understand their take about going that direction because um, it kind of does get old hat after a while. But the way they ended three, I mean, they could. I think they could easily make a four, spin it out of there, and uh, come up with a great game again. So oh, I'm sure. You think they're going to do that just to have all these people cry and complain about the ending of that one too? Oh, I don't gonna, blame them. You've, you've seen after getting your article on there, people will cry about anything. Yeah, but anyways, Jack, I have one thing to say to you. If you want that, put it on Kickstarter. You never know. Maybe it'll, it'll get funded. That, and I'm going to make some Y-Wings. <laughs> yes, there you go. So let's hope those things... I still say put lightsabers on there, because I think it's time for some lightsabers. I'm going to make an R2-D2, because I'm tired of vacuuming. <laughs> yeah, get a Roomba. <laughs> yeah, but not a C-3PO. He's a bitch. He is kind of a bitch. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sure he's got a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But talking about other games that are kind of taking a different direction, let's go to the Assassin's Creed franchise. The uh, CEO of Ubisoft, who... Ubisoft. Ubi. Ubi. <laughs> Ubi. Ubisoft. You'd be wrong. Ubisoft. Ubisoft, who I'm going to be... <laughs> Jack, this is for your spoiler alert. <laughs> Bashing Hello. later in the episode. <laughs> Yves Guillemont. Said that you. The new what is this all these names? Are you just making a French stuff company? Up? French company. You're French. I do. All of a sudden, Adam starts speaking in tongues every time he's talking. Enchanté. Yves Guillemont said that the new Assassin's Creed will have a new hero, so we're not going to have like an SEO trilogy where it spans 600 games and board games and teacups or whatever you want to call it. There's going to be a new team that's working on it, and it's going to be take place in a new time period. And we're going to get it before April 2014. I'll just jump in real quick and say, thank God, this is something I don't want a fourth one for. They better switch it up because Assassin's Creed needs a lot of help, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just like uh, interest level for me just keeps dropping and dropping on this one. I, you know, you know what? But you guys may say that, but it was just announced that the sales for Assassin's Creed Three just hit twelve point five million. Yep, don't doubt it. I don't agree with a lot of people. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it doesn't Sorry, change my opinion. But, 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 saying, but I will crazy. just say, as a rebuttal to that, Halo 4, done by a new team, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty sure. Good. Done really Excellent. well. For sure. No yeah, doubt about it. I'm they, not they doubting it, that it'll be a good game. I'm just... I, I, 
I think I got to do something different. to bring you back. Yeah. I, think we, I mean, we went over with all the hype, with everything out there. They hyped the heck out of this game, and it still had glitches. It didn't feel polished. I, I didn't like the feel of it, to be honest. Same, I'm same sorry. Here. I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm glad everyone else enjoyed it, but for me personally, that's just my opinion. Right. Well, I'm it's, with it's, you, Jack. It's a valid opinion. Yeah, it's, it's true. Those were a lot of the things that had it, but... It's it's exciting. We had a devil's advocate about this a while ago about where we think the Assassin's Creed franchise could go because yeah, like Jack and Bill said, that they are kind of losing interest in this. And I still have interest and I do enjoy it, but I I could agree with some of the faults. But it was interesting because there's a user on Reddit who and now this could be true, could be false, but you never know. But he was on a flight where a lady in the front row was working on a PowerPoint presentation of marketing strategies of upcoming games and. One that stood out was something called Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flags, aimed for release of 2013 holiday season, and it had a logo pirates. and all this stuff. So pirates. Pirates. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. It's either pirates or you're going to be like a bug killer. Or you're going to have like a bad <laughs> in- insect problem, and you'll need to just like black flag those bugs. Roaches check in, but they don't check out, because Assassin's Creed... <laughs> Black flag roaches. roaches. They'll have like ninja toothpicks and just like <laughs> like post them around the perimeter like come and get me. They're gonna be like pinned to the wall when people come in. Oh. <laughs> it could call it yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow better make a cameo. But let me just explain to you my thoughts on why this makes sense. Never. Okay. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. I was, just, I was just gonna say, to go back to the bugs thing, I mean the US has a real bed bug problem. So if you were Assassin's Creed and you go out to Vegas, get rid of all them bed bugs. Bam. You have a clean Vegas. You know, everybody wins. You will never have a clean Vegas, dude. Never, <laughs> never. There's, all, there's worse bugs Crabs, than bed bugs out bed there. Bed bugs. Do it all. You'll be good to go. <laughs> Amen. No, so let's get back to talking about Assassin's Creed before we talk about bugs a lot more. But this is why I think this would make a sense in like a natural progression. What was one of the biggest features of Assassin's Creed 3? Uh, the fact that you could trade it in. I think you. I think you could do that. With, I think you could do that with other games. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think um, you could do that with other games. What was the most touted feature that Assassin's Creed 3 was like that blew people away at all these meetings? Oh, the, the just the the freedom of it. The ship, the combat, the sailing, the ship. That's what battles. I was going to say. Second, because <laughs> like they they touted this whole thing. A whole team worked on these sailing levels of going in the seas with dynamic weather and cannon battles and stuff. And what better place to take that than the Caribbean and the Bahamas and having your own pirate ship and traveling to all the islands and having all that stuff with the weather and the beautiful tropics and Bahamas. Like that that could be pretty cool. Hey Caribbean man, get some rum and pot. Hurray <laughs> 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 beer. Hurray beer. What do you got what do you, like no, what, I, what do you guys what do you guys think of that? I, I actually actually I still like my idea of uh, ancient Egypt but but that no, that actually could make me get really interested in it. Again. They could be ripping off uh, like another game that we're going to be talking about here, The don't, Witcher. But don't you do you it! Know. Don't do it! I don't don't play spoiler alert again. <laughs> I didn't say it. You were thinking it. I saw you. No, you had a look on your face. <laughs> Red stripe. No, <laughs> but seriously, there's been a couple. Like there were supposed to be a couple Pirates of the Caribbean games that didn't get done. That that kind of we're going to tap into that, and obviously. if Assassin's Creed did a pretty good job and of I it. I think a studio like Ubisoft or Ubisoft, Ubisoft. whatever they call it, I think they can handle it because they, like I said, they started with the the sailing and the ship battles in Assassin's Creed 3 and I think they can build on that and make a pretty obviously impressive and because it's going to be on next gen. So you know they're, sure? well, oh yeah. 
for sure. They're going to Because they're talking about, didn't I, didn't well, look, say it say that? It said it's going to be released for 2013 or by April 2014. It's not like the yearly oh, release. Oh, okay, okay. Like, it means that, right, like, well, I, I guarantee this is going to be like a multi-launch, like 360 and then 720 or Durango. What about Orbis? Dodge, Dodge Durangos? Yeah, what? Orbis too. Hello? He's gonna he's gonna drive around a Dodge Durango. That's it through yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm built Ford Tough. <laughs> no, you're not. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think it would be a natural progression. It could be different, something yeah, that people right. weren't thinking about because they mentioned it could take place in Brazil or something. But you never know. But I I kind of want to call Jack out and Cardi say Ball. why would it be taking from The Witcher Three? Because of the dynamic stuff. What are you talking what, about? What, you think the other the games weather. aren't going to have dynamic stuff? <laughs> they, they can't have it. Even football's going to have dynamic stuff next gen. No, it said water physics while sailing, the yeah, dynamic... Well, you're calling me out now. <laughs> Weather right. and storms and stuff, they're going to have it in the well, new one. Well, The Witcher already announced that, so... Talking about they're trying no. to get it fresh. <laughs> baby, 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 okay. That's all fun. <laughs> anyway, to catch you guys up, we are talking about The Witcher 3 being announced. we got to get all caffeine out of this building. Yeah, we do. So, The Witcher 2 is a a very wonderful game by CD Projekt Red, and this was just announced. It's the Game Informer cover story for next month, and it's going to be a next-gen title, and it will be the last Witcher game. And Witcher 2 was a game I played after Mass Effect 3, and I just couldn't get into it because I just finished a super RPG, and I I really want to get back to it because it looks incredible, and I've heard just great, great things about it. I, I think it looks great, too. I just want to, it's on my radar to try to pick up when, when some of the games die down this summer before next-gen hits. Yeah, but this one just the features that they are mentioning really catch my attention because, first of all, I don't know how this is really possible. I mean, I know it's possible, but how you can ever finish this game. It's going to be 30 times larger than The Witcher 2, which would make it bigger than Skyrim. The coolest thing is no loading screens, which really, obviously, is going to say the next gen are going to be pretty powerful. Like that's gonna, I mean, that's one of the things with Skyrim is you go into a cave or you go into a house and you have to look at that like loading screen with the statues or whatever it is. Or an upside-down flying dragon backwards. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Anything like that. But there's going to be no loading screens no matter where you go, which is just crazy to think how they get that to work. Um, there's gonna be that no, is amazing yeah, There's going to be no scaling to Geralt, the main character's level. So you can go into any part of the game, really, and you may get destroyed because you're going to go be fighting monsters that are way above your level. But hey, you can try. You can be crafty and maybe do some stuff. And also, like Jack was saying... They're going to have randomly generated weather and storms and water physics while sailing, which on the next gen and stuff, I think is going to be gorgeous. Jack, explain well, these you. features. Well, physics is like when you take the math and the gobbledygook and you eat the pudding and it'll get... <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, like this, I mean, this game, these games have always been very, very kind of hardcore. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not easy, they're not supposed to ca- like cater to the casual folk, which a lot of games are doing, but with all these features, and with it being next-gen, this game could just blow people out of the water. I mean, it's got to be next-gen. If it's going to oh, be 30, they, they if it's it's gonna be 30 times yeah. uh, larger, I mean, plus now... That's not even I, a question yeah. at this I, point. I mean, yeah, and I was just going to say, I'm worried about my current hard drive. It's 120 gigs with the, with the Xbox. I know the PlayStation is up to 600 right now, but with all like the, the discs and like downloading the discs, to the hard drive and just eating up space. I'm actually worried about my current Xbox and like eating up space. So hopefully the next gen they got like terabyte hard drives <laughs> like we were talking about. Uh, big huge things because if you're gonna be no load times and stuff like that, you got to think okay, it has like a Blu-ray capable player. Yep. Well, that's 
you know, what is that? Oh, I think I forget what the max is on Blu-ray. It's like eight gigs. Twenty? Is it twenty-five? I think it's twenty-five. Yeah, because regular it's standard level. Xbox One, I thought it's like it was nine, nine, gigs. nine or eight. Yeah, I know even like Nino, Nino Kuni, like the download is sixteen gigabytes or something. So yeah, it's got to be at least twenty-five. I gotcha. So I mean, it, it's got to be huge uh, because you know I don't want to have to download like four discs on there and it's going to eat up like a hundred gig. For well, this one game, maybe? I don't know. The, r- the rumors are that, uh, you know, and take them for what they're worth, 500 gigs is going to be what they ship with. Yeah, there was actually, this is kind of somewhat breaking news, that there's a user who, he's kind of had some some leaks before regarding other system launches and other things like that, that he has the, quote-unquote, next-generation Xbox. And it has some interest. Wow. How do you get that? Well, you get development kit. kits and things like that. Like, this guy put it on eBay to try and sell it, and then Microsoft was like, uh-uh, no, you don't, and then, like, killed him or something. Yeah. But they, they... I want to develop stuff. Give me that system. I know. Seriously, that'd be awesome. But there's a lot of important features that kind of came up that said, well, first of all, that Connect is going to ship with every single unit, which is the reason, I believe, why Connect and Move and these other peripherals do not do well because it, they don't have all the markets. So, like, if you're a developer and you're building a game that already is getting exponentially more expensive, why would you focus on a feature that not everybody has? Yeah. Unless you're, like, paid by Microsoft or you want to really hit that market. So that's going to be a feature that... And obviously the Kinect technology is not as good as it could be in this Xbox, so it could be pretty awesome. Unless it's, like, your peripheral, like Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I mean, that's what you're selling, oh, yeah, yeah. the experience. Exactly something like that. But, yeah, exactly. If you're a developer and you know everybody has this, everyone can use it and it can experience it and make it better, I would think it would gain more appeal. Uh, something like that. And plus, I don't I don't think they're that expensive and they can bundle it at a cheaper pl- price anyway, so why not? We'll see. Yeah, and also some other cool features is that <coughs> Xbox may have something that smartphone users have had for a long time, which is like multitasking. Like, let's say you can be playing The Witcher 3 and you want to go kill some people in Halo. You can pause that game and then go play Halo for a little bit or check Twitter, do other things. Because now you'd have to, like, quit out and do all these things. But maybe some multitasking is coming. Um, They also said that there might be a companion app that's going to be kind of like... It's going to be the stuff you can use on your, like, smart glass that they have, the app that they have for phones and tablets that's going to be more feature-heavy and more advanced to kind of compete maybe with the Wii U and other things like that. I mean, when you think about it, they already have multitasking with a smart glass. So, I mean, you should be able to get more of an experience, hopefully, with, like, your computer uh, hooked up to your Xbox and, and stuff like that, and also your smartphone, and why not? Uh, I, I actually like the idea of being able to play maybe more than one game at the same time. Yeah. I know I know a lot of people would be like, why would you need that? But uh, I can actually see some uses there. And uh, one of the other things it's, it's rumored to have is a something similar to, like, Siri which would be great for asking really stupid questions. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are going to be drinking and talking to their it, Xbox. It, it'd be cool if you had, like, a picture-in-picture, and say you're, like, on a long sailing mission or something. I know, like, in Zelda Wind Waker, for example, it took a while to sail from one place to another. I know it's not on the Xbox, but whatever. It's my example. Um, <laughs> if you had, like, Netflix up in the corner while you're sailing or moving around, you could watch a movie while you're playing a game, like, picture-in-picture, picture, maybe. Yeah. Or listen, cool. or like stream your radio or something while you're playing a game. Watch an episode stuff. of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia while you're playing Civilization, you know, doing yeah. the moves. Yeah, that, yeah. Would yeah. Really cool that would be awesome. Because some of the stuff, you know, is is getting 
to be uh, like the same old, same old tedious in some kind of games, especially when you're farming enemies or you're like leveling or you're grinding. That'd be cool. Yeah, but this, uh, and then we're just gonna jump right into the uh, the next big topic, which is kind of scary for a lot of reasons. But I mean, not overly scary, but still kind of frustrating. Is it scarier than bears? A, a little bit. Okay. So Sony came in with a patent, as we talked about before, that it's going to block used games. You're going to buy a game, it's going to somehow link your console and your username to the console, and then you won't be able to sell it back, play it at a friend's house, or anything like that. But the but that was one company, and it was a patent. And patents get filed all the time. But now there's another rumor that the Xbox is going to require an always-online connection, and it's going to block used games. Now, this is scary because both companies have come out with rumors or indications that this is going to happen. I will say this, though. The the guy that just came out with that info today, um, none of his information suggested they were doing anything to block used games, which that gives me some hope that maybe this won't happen because I think this would be a huge mistake for the gaming community in general because a lot of people, one, aren't, you know, there's still a lot of people that aren't online. They just flat out don't have it or can't afford it, and and I don't think it's fair for them. Now, granted, they may not be out buying next gen systems right away, but you know, at some point they're going to be able to get them. And and I just, I think that's tough for those poor people. For sure. And not to mention that the, the fact that being able to trade in your games, they've already put on online passes to make some money back that way. And it's something that Adam, you mentioned before too to us. It, it, work out a deal. With GameStop, work out a deal with places that sell used games where a percentage of that, and and let people that can't afford to go buy sixty, seventy dollar games, whatever the next gen games are going to be, let them get a chance to experience your games too, because they're eventually going to buy your next game. They're eventually going to buy your DLC or, or get that online pass so they can play online. You're going to end up hurting yourselves in the long run as, as a developer. I think. I think there's definitely got to be a better way than doing this, and I think the scary part is not that they're they're not going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it with this current gen, but even that they're looking into it is scary because it leaves it open as a possibility. Yeah, it does. And they, and they really, I think, want to do it, actually, but they're just afraid of how pissed off they're going to get people by doing it. And plus, it's kind of the prisoner's dilemma. Well, if Sony does it, then we can do it. But if Sony backs out, then we're going to be kind of screwed. And I think one developer or the other is kind of waiting and holding their chips to see what to do. And I'm sure they have plenty of strategy sessions on how to do this and how to get more money and how to, you know, this, that, or the other. And I, I don't, I'm i not a fan of this. This hasn't happened in gaming before. Um, I think Actually, it's like I have to jump in. It has PC. I mean, PCs have been like this forever. I mean, there's no used game market. There's no anything like that. Like, people with PC, when you get a game, that's your game. But, okay, and, and I'll ask you, since you, you know... Jack and I aren't really PC gamers, and you've done that more. Is is that something that would one stop you from buying certain games? And two, I mean, let's say a major like Grand Theft Auto comes out for all systems. Is it going to be a huge? I mean, millions of of copies on a PC. Is that or would that keep people from doing that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think so. I mean, PC games are still alive and kicking, and obviously games are being pushed towards the digital download, which is making them just like PC games. Right. And it's just where the industry is going. I mean, that's what, like we said before with all these GameStop and all these retailers taking out a cut of the profit, which I still think I don't really understand why they can't cut a deal because they're shooting themselves in the foot. But first of all, it's it's just 
so much simpler for Sony to say, here, here's our online store. You don't even have to leave your house. You can buy this game, and we get all the profit. Yeah, they, I think they should push it that way more than forcing it and, and making it to where... I mean, what if, you're, what if your internet goes down? You can't play games? I mean, granted, is that the end of the world? I mean, to have to do something different? No, yes, but, it is the end of the world. <laughs> but I know, I mean, seriously, let's say, let's say you, ta- you get a day off, and that's your day off that you know you've got all your stuff done you need to get done, and you've got time to play games. And then all of a sudden your internet connection goes down and you can't play anything. It just it just seems like you're you're I don't know you're kind of grabbing them by the balls at that point. Yeah, of course, and it is. But Steam does a really cool thing where if you buy a game, you can download it for offline play. And I'm hoping that they do that. Like you can get the game and like let's say they do do the used games and this thing happens because sooner or later it is going to happen. But let's say you get the retail disc or you download it online. There should be a way where you can make it so the system knows you're going to play it offline. Like, you should be able to say that. Because, yeah, things happen, internet goes down, blah, 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 blah. But they, since Steam does it, there's no reason that Microsoft and Sony can't do it. Well, I think that um, the difference is, I know you said PCs, you're kind of locked into that game, that disc, that computer. Well, not necessarily. I mean, I know when we looked at the PlayStation patent and how that one game was be tied to that console only, that's not even happening in PCs as much anymore. It may happen where you have one key code, one computer, one disk, boom. But with things like Steam, for example, uh, you have a login, you have all your games. And just like Netflix, for example, I know plenty of people who have Netflix logins. Okay, that's their movie or whatnot. But they share their login and password with plenty of people. So there's ways to get around it. But locking a disk to a system, and you can only do it once, and it's only that system, and if you lose it, too bad. Well, what if your that, system crashes? Exactly, and that's what happened with the one guy with the Wii who downloaded, or the Wii U who downloaded his games, traded in. He lost those games. I mean, basically, when he traded in the system. Yeah, it, but I gotta believe if you look at Sony and and Sony's online system, they have a whole like you can go and look at your download history from right. I mean, even if you had got a launch system like I do, and you can re-download any game. So I think they're gonna continue that where you can read down. Like I don't think they're gonna do got, that. They've got to have something. Yeah, to like, like I mean that's that's just crazy because if they do it now, why would they stop that? It's such a good system that Xbox doesn't necessarily have, but it's such a oh, yeah, natural well, thing to think. I of. think they do. They have, you can go do a download history and redownload. Well, yeah, but it's it's. It, I feel like it's a little bit easier on PlayStation or something. Eh, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just think the patent was scary with the whole disc being tied to the console. Oh, yeah, I mean, so that's. It's something they're looking into, and they're always going to try and squeeze more out of people. So as much as they can lock you down or push you around, I, as much as we can take, that's what they're going to dish out, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it would it would definitely stop me from buying an X-Gen console, but it definitely makes me nervous. And I just I, I do think there's a point. I mean, the gaming industry has crashed once before. You know, those of you that have been old enough to see that happen, um, and it crashed hard. And to think it can't happen again, you know, I mean, yeah. if if they push too far and push the consumer too far, eventually they're going to say, screw it, we'll do something else. I mean, exactly. I mean, entertainment dollars are entertainment dollars. I mean, there's movies, there's books, there's actual, you know, outdoor activities. There's other things, and mobile gaming. I mean, mobile gaming, all these free-to-use games, free-to-play, casual games, jump in, shoot around, mess around, are getting better all the time, especially with phone technology. So I think that's eating into the market. More right. than more than just like okay, locking down key codes, <laughs> no use games, and blah blah blah. What well, if you want a game you can't trade in? Spend a dollar or two dollars instead of seventy yeah. or, or whatever. It's also you could tell that push because there's a big game coming out, Real Racing for the iPhone, which is a huge 
game that always showcases the technology that's going to launch free to play when it usually launched at five or six dollars, and then you can buy more to play. And it's also Crytek, who makes Crisis, are announcing they're going completely free to play. So you know this trend is happening. So, like to wrap this whole segment up, this this is inevitable. Like it's going to happen, but I just hope that Sony and Microsoft and these companies just think of a way and think of their consumers. I mean, I know it's a business. And I know they need to make money, but there's a way that they can make us happy as well. And just make it easy for us to make this transition. Because obviously there's going to be some, like, a resistance and things like that. But just think about us, guys. Please. Don't don't <laughs> fall off the slippery slope. Yeah. Just, yeah. just slide. And I will, I will add here also about PC gaming. Um, some of the best MMORPGs, I know uh, Game Informer had, a, had an article about this, about how... There's free-to-play MMORPGs, and some are really successful and really profitable because of microtransactions and transactions within the game itself to m- improve and make the game. So, right. I mean, locking stuff down and having high borders to entry into gaming, like with a $70 price tag, you're asking a lot from people, quite frankly. Exactly. So we'll see how this goes. Obviously, February 20th, we're going to get some... I don't know if they're going to go into that right away at that, that announcement because that could really cause some trouble, but... Sooner or later, we're going to hear and we're going to know, and we'll be here to tell you our thoughts about it. But we have one more big topic to discuss, but before that, we're going to run into our Audible segment and thank our sponsor. For you, the listeners of the Gamers Advocate podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And once again, Bill's going to give us an idea of a book you can download. All right, this one is actually a little older book uh, by Dean Kuntz, who some people call Stephen King Light. But I would say this is probably one of the creepiest things he's ever written. This is an awesome book. It's called Phantoms. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie with Ben Affleck. It's an older one. It's one of his earliest movies. The movie was really creepy, and and that still doesn't do this book justice. Um, It's well narrated, but it's about a a bunch of group of people that go into this town that's just completely silent, completely abandoned. Um, and they little by little start finding bodies that are kind of like swollen. They're still warm. Um, first they find like 150 dead. There's still like 350 people missing in this town. And what they think is kind of like some kind of psycho or a terrorist. And then they kind of think it's some kind of toxic contamination. And not to give anything away, but what they find out that's actually doing this is so much worse. And fantastic. Actually, pretty good movie, but fantastic audiobook, Great listen. And uh, highly recommend it. Awesome. So, yeah, so to download that book or any other of the 100,000 books that Audible offers, go to audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. So let's just jump into why I love the Wii U (laughs) and what they did to poor old Adam and Raymond Legends. And uh, there was something that he became famous for. Take it away, Adam. Yeah, so... Obviously, you know that the Wii U, I've been trying to support and fight these two people that are sitting next to me that keep bashing it over and over again. But uh, It's a great system. Yes. What? You, for now. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> for now. They, for they, now. They, I, was, I was sitting at work one day, and every once in a while I'll check IGN or I'll check some of the gaming sites, and I see a, a, a news break that Rayman Legends was delayed. So I'm like... Well, that sucks. I mean, okay, well, you know what? It's fine. It gets delayed. It happens. Like, I've accepted the fact that it usually makes games better. Awesome. But then I continue reading and see it's no longer a Wii U exclusive. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm just like, hold up. What's going on? 
The game was delayed six, no, seven months. Dun, dun, dun. And it's going to launch on 360 and PS3. And at first, well, obviously the delay just kind of boggled my mind a little bit. But dun, dun. I'm okay that it's, go- it's, it's not exclusive. Because I think more people should play this game because it's going to be an awesome game. But when, when they asked Ubisoft... Why this? <laughs> why this game was delayed? You want to know what the answer was? Uh, fish fillets. They said when they announced that this game was going to be an exclusive, that the PS3 and 360 fans were upset. That they were upset that this game was exclu- exclusive and that they wouldn't get this game, so they decided to make it multi-platform. So even though it was ready, ready to go, and it was meant for the Wii U initially, always only. Yeah. They said, hey, wait a second, we're just not going to care about you guys and just say, hey, you can yeah. get it for the Xbox, too. And, PlayStation. and it's just the worst part about it is, that, well, there's two horrible things. The first one is that response is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hello. That is the point of an exclusive. Yeah. Like, that's not a surprise. When when they went to Nintendo and said, okay, we're going to be exclusive on your, we're going to give you all this marketing, put put kiosks and demos and all this stuff. I think they would have realized that it would make some fans upset. I mean, when God, like, when God of War is announced and it's not coming for 360, I'm sure people are like, damn, I wish I had that game or something. That's the point of an exclusive. They bring you to a system, you get the developer gets the money for bringing that exclusive there, and that's, that's what happens. That is the point of an exclusive. Like, don't lie and try and, like, save face and say that the reason we're delaying this and switching is because people were upset. Well, why couldn't they just put it out you know, in a couple of weeks or a little over a week now when it's supposed to come out on the Wii U and then announce, look, this fall it is going to come to these other systems. Why make the Wii U fans... And, you know, I've had my issues on what I think, you know, the the theory behind putting the system out now and, and what it's capable of and what, it, you know... All that aside, the people that do support it and, and, and people like you that were looking forward to this are totally getting screwed. And it's not right. I, I'm all for games being multi-platform too, but if you're going to offer it as an exclusive to try to sell systems and push systems, do that. If you're going to put it out later, that's fine, but give them at least some time to, to have it first and don't make them suffer for it. Horrible item number two. Taiwanese Thank you, hookers. Oh, sorry. Those are pretty bad. No. So when, asked, when they continue to ask some developers about why this game was delayed... It wasn't, oh, we're having some development issues. They didn't even lie. They're not saying we want to polish the game more. They said, we're delaying this game only because we want a simultaneous release. It doesn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't smell right. It's ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous. And and forgive me for not knowing the source, but it was an article or even... uh, uh, a response somebody put to your article on uh, that was posted on IGN, where they actually had quotes from one of the developers saying how upset they were oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They, they worked tons of overtime, spent the last six months away from their families to get this done, and now they did, they pushed for nothing. They could have waited, mm-hmm. and now they're going to be forced to add more. You know, they said that the good news is they can add more content, but then it's kind of screwed so, up their. So plan. ridiculous. I mean, it is. And Adam was so upset when he saw this article at lunch. He skipped lunch, wrote this. Submitted it, boom, front page IGN. He's famous, but yeah. because he was ticked off, really. And and, and just to, uh, because we have gotten uh, emails about this stuff, none of us work at IGN. <laughs> none of us work at IGN. We yeah. post these articles on our own site. We have, well, I don't know if Jack does, but the other, <laughs> we, we have I'm IGN profiles. <laughs> we, Adam and I both have profiles on IGN, and all we did was 
put our blog from our website on our profile, we had no idea it was going to get picked up, yeah, either exactly. one of us. And IGN, somebody there saw it and decided to put it on the front page. So, again, we do not work there. <laughs> and, and also, it's important to note that if you've listened to these episodes, you know that I'm pretty optimistic. And I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah, and we make I, fun of you about that yeah, a lot. I mean, when I get upset, I get upset because this is a slight to... He, this is, he did. He said bullshit. <laughs> I did. I don't swear, people. This is a slight to me, to Nintendo fans, and to all these people. Because, look, this game was a launch window game. This game had... Well, when you go and play a Wii U, the only demo is Rayman Legends that you could play at stores. I know, we they, it. Yeah, they released a demo on the Wii U for Rayman Legends. Expecting you to Expecting. It was originally supposed to come out Christmas, yeah. launch window. Then they delayed it to February. Okay, that's fine. The game was coming out in three weeks, and they announced this. People, I guarantee it, there's some people who probably bought the system because they knew this game was coming. Yeah. There are pe- there's not that many games that are announced or coming in the near future for Wii U, and this was a huge hitter that people were very excited for. The game is probably finished. Like oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm, there, yeah. well, in fact, from that from that yeah. comment, uh, it was finished. Yeah, was exactly. So it just makes no sense. It, I mean, I understand the multi-platform. I have <laughs> zero problem with that. I am a businessman. I understand the business of this, and I have no qualms with them releasing it multi-platform. I, zero. That's not the point of this. It's not the point. It's exclusive. Anything. That's it's where a lot point. of people didn't get that. Yeah, yeah a lot of people either. didn't read the part of the article and see that and kind of got some of that. But it's because this game was pretty much finished and they had demos. And this was like a flagship title for this console. And they could have released it. And they could have made, had such good faith, like goodwill with the Wii owners. And they just threw it out the window. Yeah, I mean, basically you were misled. They gave you the old bait and switch, and now you're paying the price for them. Just basically, they're just lying to you. I mean, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and then kind of insult to injury, which is one thing that I always say is if you have, if you don't have anything good to say, and you and you're just gonna lie, don't say anything at all because it makes you look like an idiot. But they came out and said, you know what? Here's here's our olive branch to you. We're gonna give the, our Wii U owners. We're gonna go right now, and we're gonna work on an exclusive demo, another one <laughs> for you. And you know Hallelujah. what? You know yeah. what that you know what you know what that means? That means that the game's finished, so they're gonna take another part of the game and put it out as a demo. They have exercised that's just, that's just, demons. That literally is like, hey, you like salt in your wounds? Here you go, let's take something and just you throw it in there. Another taste of what everyone else can play. Living later. burns too. Yeah. I mean I it's I, just it literally like Jack said, I literally You guys just got I was, donkey punched. I, know, I was gonna go to Chipotle. I was gonna have a nice lunch, and I literally skipped, and I didn't eat all day because I needed to write this article, and <laughs> I just was so upset because it's just I want to support the Wii U. I like the system, and I'm enjoying it. But when things like this happen, I do. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, you people have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's my lifeblood. But this this game was, and not, I'm not saying this was my most anticipated game or anything like that. But I enjoyed the first one, and I was very excited to play this, especially on the Wii U. And then it's just so ridiculous that this game should have been released, could have been released, and then they're going to push it back for a multi- simultaneous. It's just, it's ridiculous. I'll bet Man. you get healthcare through Chipotle too. Don't I you? do <laughs> definitely. Four one k setup. Yes. So I mean, I I can't go on any longer. I'm going to faint. My blood pressure's <laughs> rising. I'm getting weak. But Ubisoft, not cool. Like it's just not cool. Like it's just not weak cool. Sauce. <laughs> Ubisoft, Ubisoft, weak sauce. It's just sick, and it it sickens me. It's not right. It's just not right. So. Yeah, awesome. This game, I mean, I I still say support this game when it comes out because if you boycott this game and you don't buy it, 
it does it hurts the wrong people. Yeah. It hurts the people right, who made right. the game. The one guy who's working six months pushing yeah. the game, working his like, ass yeah. off to finish it. Like it sucks that we we are we're put in this position, but like I had a lot of comments and tweets that said like we're gonna boycott this game and we're not buying this game. But that hurts the people who slaved, sweat blood, sweat and tears and gave their lives to make this incredible game. And they get screwed because of some suits in like a high level corporate are like, ooh, let's take it out, delay it, and make more money. Testify, that is exactly brother. how they sound because they I do. talked to them yesterday. They all have really odd voices. Oh, thank you. Where is Ubisoft? My name's Shlafala Surrender. French. Aren't they? Aren't they? Bri- isn't it a British? French. 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 Yeah, they're like, oh, Ubisoft. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I just, I just really, I hope this is an isolated incident and things like this don't happen because this just sickens me like it's one thing losing exclusivity one thing all this but don't do this to your fans don't do this to people who are waiting and expecting this game and ready to give you money they had a check saying here take my money and you're just like eh because you're probably going to lose people unjustly so unrightfully so but justified so in the same sense so there's my rant enjoy it and I I do want to read it on IGN I want to apologize to the French people I was just kidding French toast is awesome I love French cheese French so, just a joke. So that 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 kind of takes care of all our news and all our discussions and stuff. And we actually had one quick thing I wanted to mention is that one of our good friends of the show, Nate, he was kind of curious. Did we have any sci-fi movies or anime that we really loved to kind of get more take on what we like? I don't know if you guys have any things that really stick out real quick. I know uh, when we got into uh, Nino, Cooney, Poopy, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> from Studio Ghibli, uh I know uh, Adam's getting in the anime with uh, Princess Mononoke and Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of anime recently, but as far as like uh, sci-fi movies, I think there have been a lot of great sci-fi movies that came out uh, over the summer, I believe, that came out on Blu-ray and whatnot. I was just watching... Prometheus? Prometheus, boom. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. actually, because Bill was showing off his 3D LED TV when they were doing yeah. the star maps in there in the hallways. It looked really great. I mean, that was probably one of my favorite uh, that's been out in a while. That's kind of the, my go-to thing when I would show somebody the 3D TV, like what it can do on there. That that's the go-to scene. It's really cool. And um, I know we talked about Star Trek. That's older now, of course. But yeah, but awesome the, the remake, movie. Oh, the remake. Awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I just like I said, I just watched that again this weekend. Um, still awesome. Yeah, I mean, I obviously love Star Wars movies. I mean, I know some people give the new trilogy. I don't know some crap, but I thought that the I last one was pretty good. Yeah, the third one, number three was good. Just watch three through six, and you'll be good to go. The rest, yeah. throw in the garbage. I but agree. Surprisingly, I, I like iRobot. That's a good movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And <laughs> uh, not so. I mean, I've I've I watched, watched it in a while. It was when I was younger. I've maybe. watched it, but it's it's okay. Uh, you, you know, know the one not my flavor. But. Real good. Uh, so, uh, terms of endearment. <laughs> oh yeah, really? They're droid, droids, right? There's actually there, but there is actually one coming out soon called Oblivion with Tom Cruise crazy man but it looks kind of cool i don't know he's so little he's like people are gone and people are destroyed and they're like scouting it kind of reminds me of wally where he's like searching for things but then I- i'm more as things go bad the one i'm excited for is pacific rim oh yeah that looks really good <laughs> yeah so i mean there's there's a lot of good stuff out there and we'll we'll maybe touch on this a little bit more but yeah if you guys have any ones you can recommend for nate or anybody else let us know old school the first alien movie oh yeah and you know, actually the first two confession i still haven't seen that oh my god i know I've been oh, meaning so to see it. You, I really it's want it's like to. The, it's, that would remind you more like the first Dead Space. Except oh, that's awesome. It's, oh, yeah, it's that's just right. a yeah, slow burn, kind of creepy, just knowing it's somewhere on this ship, and there's only one. Um, Blade Runner's awesome. 
And on a side note, Aliens and Colonial Marines is coming out, so, you know. Tomorrow, you actually. That. Hello. Oh, yeah. If you're well. There you go. By the time they listen to this podcast, it'll be like today. Yeah. Or so, yeah. yeah. Made by the people who made Borderlands 2. Check it out. So, yeah. That more or less wraps up episode 13. I want to talk about more sci-fi movies. I know. We but can, I can't so. think of any anyway, so screw it. We'll save, <laughs> <laughs> save it. We'll, we'll talk about that more. But, yeah, we just want to remind you guys that we are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us there. Give us some ratings. And, like I said, be honest. Let us know. We want to make this show the best show we can. So let us know if maybe we don't deserve a five-star. Let us know what we can do better, all that stuff. Um, So you can find us there on our website, anything like that. Try to be a little bit constructive about it there. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at you. Exactly. Unless you're going to be mean and crazy, then just save it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Obviously, we're on Facebook. Follow the Blue Shield. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, at Advocate Gamers. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts Ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. I'll post a tweet someday. One day. And also, if you ever want to be part of the show, and we strongly, strongly encourage it, send all your questions to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. That's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Also, we do not work at IGN. Yes, yes, we do not. Uh, we do want to thank Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, for our theme song and our logo. And tonight uh, we're going to close the show with a song from some good friends of mine, another Columbus area band who they've had. Uh, this song was actually in a, in one of my favorite B movies ever, Thanks Killing. Uh, this is their song Kill Switch. Yeah, so we really thank you for listening. And for the gamers advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. See ya. Hope you have a great night. See you later, Ding Dong.